Hey everybody, and welcome back to Working at the Wheel. I'm your host, Vicki Dombeck, and as I always say, we're really glad that you're here. Um, if you this is your first time joining us, Working at the Wheel is a Christian podcast that is ran by the student leaders of a Christian campus ministry, Badger Crew. We call Madison, Wisconsin home, but we really just want to be a resource to all of our listeners, no matter where you are across the nations. We get our name from Jeremiah 18, where God is referenced as the potter, working at the wheel as if we are the clay. And today, we just want to continue to shape our relationship with him. Um, We're in the middle of our third series, um, Doctrinal Dictionary, but we're taking a step back from that today, and we're looking at this idea of discipleship. Um, So next to me today, I've got some awesome guests along with my always awesome podcast team co-host. I will start introducing the guests. So first of all, we have Jackson Moffat. How's it going, Jackson? Great, thank you. Thanks for having me today. Our second wonderful guest is the 2021 winner of the Women's Retreat Game, Genesis Yang. How's it going, Genesis? It's going great. Thanks for having me. And finally, the one and only, you've heard her voice before, Claire Buckley, the Clurb. What is up, Claire? Hey, Vicky, not much. How's it going? It's going really good. And actually, Claire, I'd love for you to kind of cast a vision over what this episode uh, could look like. I know you took a really big part in planning and outlining this episode as, mm-hmm. as we prepared for it. Um, and yeah, I'd love to start out with just kind of what you're envisioning this episode to look like. Yeah, so um, we are aiming for this episode to go through what it looks like um what discipleship look like. So what biblically is discipleship? How do we see that portrayed in the Bible? Um, what is the importance of it? What does a discipleship relationship look like with someone else? And then I think we'll probably end with some personal testimony um, as to what discipleship has meant to each of us. All of us here are being discipled and or and or are discipling someone else. Um, so it's been really cool to see the fruit of those relationships. And um, if you're on the fence about discipleship, hopefully by the end of this podcast, you'll be like, wow, I really want to be discipled now because discipleship has been definitely, I think, one of the greatest gifts that God has given me in college. And so I would definitely encourage anyone to um, pursue a discipleship relationship with someone. For sure. And we're all about themes here on Working at the Mm -hmm. Wheel. And a theme we always have is really defining things and getting down to business right away. So I'd love to open it up to anybody who would love to just define discipleship. What is discipleship? Um, what do we mean by that? And what are some examples that we can see even in today or, or even looking at the Bible? Yeah, I think discipleship in the Bible comes from the way that Jesus did ministry. And so he started his ministry and he called people to follow him. And then he started performing miracles and just doing ministry with 12 men. And they got to see his life, do life with them, um, and do ministry with them. And they were also taught. And so discipleship um, definitely involves a teacher and a learner. Mm -hmm. And it also means, like, you are going to do life with them in some way. And so that's just kind of, like, how I have seen discipleship in in Scripture and also how I've experienced it as well. Yeah, I think, like, when you break it down, it's truly... A friendship it's a strong friendship that yeah. forms through that and mm-hmm. i think it's important that we, we break that down in the christian community that we can often mm-hmm. have two strong believers get together and say oh this is discipleship this is a fellowship right here but mm-hmm. it's really when those two people let the holy spirit into their time into their mm-hmm. environment no matter where they are they don't have to be a church but it's where these two people come together or it's often one-on-one it could be like in the case of jesus and his 12 disciples mm-hmm. it's where that you just let 
God flow through you, and it's mutually exclusive. Mm -hmm. It's not the teacher just pouring into this, the student, which is amazing, but through that pouring out, that teacher grows so much more. And I know mm -hmm. I'm not a disciple, but I feel like you guys can talk about that, how mm -hmm. it really has impacted you, too, mm -hmm. discipling younger people. I think um, one thing that I've been reading over and over again this past month has been the Great Commission of, like, mm -hmm. we are called biblically um, to make disciples of all nations. And I think that's used a lot in the context of, like, going and serving, going on an expedition, going mm -hmm. on a gospel trip, going to share like, the word of God with people who don't hear it, um, but also in making disciples, like, discipleship within ministry is a fulfillment of the Great Commission, um, which is one of Jesus's commandments to us. So not only is discipleship this great relationship where you are learning a ton, um, being poured into and pouring out at the same time, um, but also it is, like a biblical commandment and mm -hmm. that's not to say that like you have to engage in discipleship to be like a good christian or you have to engage in discipleship um just because jesus like says to do it mm -hmm. but i do think that if discipleship were important jesus would not be so explicit in telling us to do it mm -hmm. yeah and i just want to add that first and foremost like if you are a believer you are being discipled by Jesus yes. like he is the yeah. ultimate discipler mm -hmm. and we should learn and grow to mirror his image and if you're not a believer you are also being discipled and what I mean by that is you're learning from something or yeah. someone yeah. and so you're always going to be taking in something from your environment and who it should be is Jesus. And so I think it's just a way to continue to do ministry like how Jesus did. But if you're a believer, ultimately, like your top discipler should be Jesus. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think we, we've used the word discipler, disciple. Jackson even referenced like a teacher-student kind of atmosphere too. Mm -hmm. um, and I'm wondering if someone could kind of just go in depth about like, okay, so we're in, we're in college. When we talk about discipleship, what does that usually practically look like? You know, you do talk about it as a friendship, talked about it as a student teacher but what does that even look like in a meeting up kind of situation yeah so um when I started discipling someone else I kind of reached out to her and was like hey let's meet up and kind of like share our testimonies and get to know each other and we already kind of clicked as friends before mm -hmm. and I was already introduced um to discipling because I was also discipled by someone mm -hmm. but something I always tell to someone I'm discipling is we're gonna meet every week and it can be every other week too it's what your schedule allows mm -hmm. but we're gonna meet weekly and when we go to discipleship, you need to be ready to learn and prepare and you need to, you need to be coachable, you know, like yeah. you need to be ready to be convicted by the scriptures and want to learn and get advice from an upperclassman. And it's not a spiritual counseling session. Like you, mm, you should yeah. be rooted in scripture and yeah. be going through content. Um, yes. But that's how it's looked like. And I've always told my girls like, this is what you make of it, and mm -hmm. I'm going to come and be prepared, and I'm going to pray for you and be here as a friend, um, but I want to teach you, and I want you to be um, like Jesus. Mm -hmm. And I think, too, as a discipler, you need to understand the role that you play. Yeah. Like, you are a model, and so you should be chasing Jesus. And, yes, we fall short every single day, and so be real with your sin and be real with your sin with your disciple as well. Like, you're not perfect, um, but also just understand the the role model you are. Mm -hmm. And something that I've learned 
learned from being discipled is just how I can just show up when I'm being discipled. Like, yes, I have to prepare, maybe like read a chapter in a book, read a passage, but I can kind of just go and sit there and take it in and respond and be challenged. Um, And it's just nice to just go and, and just be. And I I really think that's how our relationship with Jesus is too. Like when we go to scripture, we can just go and be and learn. Um, So I I love how that that, um, relationship of discipleship is like that too. For sure. And I think something that you pointed out that Jackson kind of prefaced with was this idea of, you know, we can come as we are, but it's not, like you were saying, this, like, counseling session. Mm-hmm. Like, none of us are trained counselors. <laughs> yeah. Sure, you know, is there is there wisdom in times of, you know, need where people mm-hmm. can come to you and really just be seeking advice? Absolutely. Yeah. But it's something where, um, as you were saying, Jackson, it, it can be mutually beneficial. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. learning from each other, teaching each other just as much where... You know, if someone comes into a discipleship, if a disciple comes into a discipleship, spews out their entire life, and then, you know, your one to two hour meeting is up, what really happened there? Like, Mm -hmm. where was Jesus really present? Mm -hmm. What growth is coming out of that? Mm -hmm. You know, and that's kind of, you know, the importance behind why we do discipleship is Mm -hmm. truly inviting Christ into our lives together Mm -hmm. as as friends, mm-hmm. first and foremost, too, and as brothers and sisters in Christ. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, and going, I, I love what you said about just going through content, which mm-hmm. can look many different ways, and we'll get into some more practical ways about what yeah. discipleship can look like. Um, but yeah, I think looking at it as a place to come, seek refuge, and get poured into, mm-hmm. but like you were saying, not necessarily a spiritual counseling session. Yeah, Yeah. adding on to ways discipleship has looked I'll talk, for example, I'm going through Romans 8 right now. and I just, In Romans, there's this verse I want to, I think really captures discipleship well. Mm-hmm. Romans 1.11. For I long to see you, that I may impart to you some spiritual gift to strengthen you. Mm-hmm. That is, we may be mutually encouraged by each other's faith, both yours and mine. And I really like at the end where it says mutually encouraged. Because mm-hmm. I think it's so powerful, like, you're going there, you're having this biblical discussion with someone, you see someone who's fighting through the word. Cause I feel like often when you're reading the word, you get, you got to struggle through your words. You got to break it down. I feel like seeing somebody else who is so passionate about God mm-hmm. as many disciple disciples are at crew. Mm-hmm. They're so passionate about God. They're so strong in their faith and they, they really love you so much. Mm-hmm. It's very encouraging to see how, how older people, how upperclassmen have gone through crew and they've grown in this way and they've mm-hmm. become these people. And it really like inspires you. Cause like, I haven't introduced myself, but I'm a freshman, mm-hmm. and meeting with Zane every week, he's a junior, and seeing how biblically versed he is and how mm-hmm. passionate he is about, like, pouring into me, it's really encouraging mm-hmm. to see that, and I know he's been encouraged by me with me and seeing that I want to keep growing in faith with him, and I feel, mm-hmm. like, I feel like that's really important, too. I've heard it said many times that we have grandparents and great-grandparents oh, yeah. of discipleship <laughs> because it's, it's honestly a generational thing like yeah. as people continue to go through our movement and our ministry we see just them grow up into be disciples yeah. pour into new people and then those people grow up and they pour into new people and that's kind of the whole purpose yeah. is to continue to do that because you know one one person can disciple multiple people and then all of a sudden they go disciple multiple people mm-hmm. and they go disciple multiple people and we're going to be in heaven one day where we look around and we see this giant pool of people that came after us. Yeah. And that's 
what heaven is. Yeah. So I'd also like to dive into some more um, concrete ways or practical mm-hmm. ways that discipleship can look in terms of the content that we were talking about that we could go through. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, being a student, yes, being a teacher, but also just letting God be the ultimate teacher mm-hmm. um, to both the people in the situation. So, and feel free to share some personal experiences in this, what has worked well, what maybe hasn't, um, about how you've navigated either being discipled and going through content or being a discipler and going through and finding content. Mm-hmm. For both of my disciples, we've gone through John, and I knew that they were believers before we went in, or like started disi- discipleship, but I wanted to make sure that we had the foundation of the gospel understood together. And I think that's so important. And so I think you should really start with the gospel, make sure that that's understood, make sure questions are answered. Um, just because that's, that's vital. (laughs) It's so vital. You need to understand that. And so I would encourage anyone starting discipleship to maybe go through a gospel, um, just to understand that more. And then after that, you can kind of ask the disciple, like, do you want to go through a book of the Bible and you'll kind of go maybe chapter by chapter, a couple verses by a couple verses. And there's, um, commentary or, um, books to help you understand books of the Bible. And so I've done that with my disciples as well. And I've also done topical books, which have also been helpful. I know that my sophomore year, I really wanted to learn more about Sabbathing and rest Mm -hmm. just because I was struggling so much to do it. (laughs) And it was really helpful that my discipler, she looked for multiple books on Sabbathing and I was able to choose one and we just took it chapter by chapter every week. And so, yeah, it can look um, different for different people. um, But I, I think content, obviously, for sure, every week. And then just taking time to spiritually grow with them and asking them um, how they're growing spiritually and ways that they can be challenged as well every week I think is important. Yeah, I think one of the coolest things about discipleship is how personally tailored it can be. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like a lot of times, obviously, like, going to a large group of crew is awesome, but it doesn't, it's not like, um, like, someone's prepared to talk for you. Mm-hmm. It's not like you are choosing, okay, like, I want to learn about this, like, topic at large group or like even at like a church service or like Mm -hmm. listening to your favorite Christian podcast. Mm -hmm. Um, But in discipleship, having that choice has been really, really sweet. Mm -hmm. Um, My disciple this past year um, absolutely frazzled me with her desire to understand (laughs) um, revelation and the end Mm -hmm. times. And first of all, I was like, girl, I don't, what? Like Mm -hmm. (laughs) it was, I, I had no idea, like, where to start, yeah. mm-hmm. but because it was something that she was interested in, it forced mm-hmm. me to learn about it. It forced me to understand, okay, how do I go about this? Because there's not really a right answer. Mm-hmm. Like, our goal isn't to try to predict when it's going to happen, but to mm-hmm. understand what it means. And so, mm-hmm. in that way, um, I've definitely been pushed as a discipler to mm-hmm. not only expand my knowledge of God but to rely on God to give me answers to things I don't know to rely on the Holy Spirit to keep my words flowing and to impart truth on her um and also to just like really pour into someone else in the way that they need to prepare something every week that I know that Jess needs to hear that I know Mm -hmm. that she needs to hear about so 
that's also just been so cool. Yeah, and to go off of that too, there needs to be a humility aspect yeah. because sometimes Ellie asks me questions I have zero uh-huh. idea where to start. Yeah. And she'll ask me a question and I'm like, I have no idea, but let's do it together. Yeah. Let's yeah. figure out the answer together. Or, okay, I'll study this for a week and come back to you with yeah. hopefully an answer next week, but I'm not mm-hmm. promising an answer. Yeah. Um, and some topics are debatable and sometimes we'll maybe disagree, like who knows. Um, but it's a whole idea of doing that together and having mm-hmm. humility to also say, like, I have no idea as a discipler. Yeah. One thing that my discipler, Michaela, says when I ask her questions, hey, Michaela, if you're listening to this, <laughs> um, <laughs> She said, I asked her this question one time, and she, her response was, I think I have a small understanding of the answer to this question, but I don't want to lead you astray, mm-hmm. and I don't want to point you towards something that's not truth, so can I, I'm going to get back to you on that. Yeah. And that, having that answer for me was like, wow. Mm-hmm. Not only is she someone who wants to find the answer for me mm-hmm. and, like, to help me walk through this, but she's also committed to making sure that it's biblically founded, Mm -hmm. founded on the truth of God and what he says and who he is and not just an answer that, like, we think that we can come to based on our own conclusions. Yeah, yeah, that's huge. I think there's been multiple times in not only me being discipled, but also in me being, or me discipling other people where they've come to me, especially in an experience that Mm -hmm. I've never had. Mm -hmm. And that's a very humbling thing that you kind of have to step back in. Just be like, you know, I've never experienced that, which is completely fine. And there were still like truths that I had learned from other people that I wanted to Mm -hmm. pour into her, but Mm -hmm. it was something that I hadn't personally experienced and couldn't personally testify to. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think that's even a really cool opportunity to seek out your broader community and introduce them to more godly people in their lives. Yeah. And, Together, we were able to provide really great advice and really great biblically-backed truth about this topic. So Mm -hmm. I would also encourage anyone who's maybe considering not being a disciple or not being a discipler, that, like, there is grace in everything that we teach and learn. Mm -hmm. We are all imperfect. We all are human and therefore sinful. So when it comes to that, I really appreciate people who are very just um, quick to admit humility and quick to admit, I have no idea. Mm-hmm. I think like on the other side of that, a lot of us have gone through very similar experiences. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. and it's very like, especially being a freshman in this crazy time of like trying to find friends to be able to turn to this guy. Like as, as men, we naturally bottle up our emotions, our feelings. And, <laughs> but like, if I weren't able to have this one-on-one time, this heart to heart with a guy, if I were just to go to a large yeah. group crew, would mm-hmm. that come out? Would I get those answers from the people if, when that's what I want to learn about? Yeah, probably not. And disciples, disciplers have gone through very similar experiences. And they can pour into you how they have struggled through them. Mm-hmm. Or mm-hmm. like, as you're saying, Vicky, there's, obviously situations where you may not know you haven't mm-hmm. gone through that but mm-hmm. a lot of times you got through very similar things and I think having that person who's older and wiser than you mm-hmm. it's it's very it's very good to get a third party input right mm-hmm. and they can come from a from it from a biblical standpoint especially mm-hmm. which is ultimately the best way for sure and something I want to pick out from what you said before we move into more about like why discipleship is important is what you said about kind of being a third party Mm-hmm. I have a personal experience where me and my discipler 
grew not only as sisters in Christ, but as best friends through our discipleship, which was amazing. But it came to a situation where when we did discipleship, it was more of us just hanging out than Mm -hmm. actually going through content. Mm -hmm. And there were situations that I wanted to seek her input and wisdom of that she might have been involved in or intertwined with. So I think it's really cool to invest and find someone that can be kind of that third party in a situation that can be not necessarily like completely on the outside and not know any of these people, Mm -hmm. but can provide wisdom unbiasedly without gossip Mm -hmm. to you in a way that you can take it back and actually create action from it. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I just, I just wanted to, to highlight that quickly before, when it comes to choosing a discipleship, before we go into why discipleship is even important, Mm -hmm. which is, Another thing that you mentioned just about being vulnerable Mm -hmm. and having kind of this extra sense of vulnerability and accountability within discipleship. And and I just want to open it up to anybody about like, why is this important? I think accountability is huge. Um, Just with my discipler, I've been able to like tell her my sin struggles. Mm -hmm. And so she'll ask me about that and be Mm -hmm. like, okay, how are you doing this week with this? (laughs) And um, every week I need to check in with her and say how I'm doing. And also, when you're discipling someone else, there's even accountability there. Like, how are you getting into the Word to actually teach someone else this? And so I I love how no matter where you're at in the discipleship relationship, there's always accountability. Mm -hmm. And also, like, if your disciple entrusts you with something, you need to follow up with them with that, too, um, just to grow deeper in your friendship and discipleship relationship with them. Yeah, adding on to that accountability, like, at least for me, every Tuesday I get a text from Zane, Romans 9, Upper House, Wednesday, be there. <laughs> and, you know, like, there's been, like, weeks where you're struggling with school, it's a stressful weekend, it's often hard, it's hard to get into your Bible. I know everybody's been there, and having that, like, I don't want to disappoint Zane, I don't want to disappoint him to show up there and I haven't read it, you know, it, it kind of, it's kind of you're kicking your butt to get there and get in your word, and mm-hmm. it really, like, reading the word is so amazing Mm -hmm. and it's so crucial to our faith and having that kind of like, I mean, I hate to say homework, but like Mm. it forced you to get it done. And Mm -hmm. it definitely, it may like be the back of your mind, but this gets you in a routine. And like, Mm -hmm. I've got a routine where every Wednesday I'm excited. I get to go Mm -hmm. read through Romans with Zane, you know, and it's, it's, it's getting those positive, um, routines into your, Mm -hmm into your schedule where in school where you have developed pretty bad routines, you know? And I think that definitely is a positive effect that discipleship can have on you. One thing I just talked about in a conversation with someone fairly recently was kind of about that, about routines and getting into it. And I referencing kind of school is we have this immediate either punishment or reward when it comes to grades and graduation. Mm -hmm. Like, to me, I plan on living a fairly decently long life. I mean, God will, but <laughs> at the end of the day, I plan on living a decently long life past my college graduation, which is a yeah. lot sooner than I'd like to admit. So for me, it especially early in my faith walk, it was really hard to like dive in the word and see the eternal benefit of it. Mm-hmm. And that's like what you were saying when it comes to accountability, is to have an extra someone there who's you know, maybe you want to put him in the realm of a professor yelling you, giving you a due date and yelling at you to get it done. Sometimes you need that. Yeah. 
And if it's something that you need constantly for like a year or two, well then maybe that's another topic. But especially in the beginning of your discipleship and especially in the beginning of your faith walk, sometimes you need that extra push to really, like you said, develop those really good routines. Um, and I think having a discipler and, or even having just straight up accountability partner mm-hmm. can be really good in that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think discipleship is also a place you can go to for prayer. Mm-hmm. And like you kind of were talking about a third person. So you are struggling with like a conflict resolution with a roommate mm-hmm. and you can go to your discipler. You know, mm-hmm. you can seek counsel in that. Um, but really she or he, if you're a, a guy, um, <laughs> they can just pray over you yeah. and that is so powerful because you're able to walk in with more confidence and also just with a spirit of humility as well and um just be more loving and forgiving to whoever you're like having that conflict resolution with or whatever it is i think prayer is so powerful and having Mm -hmm. someone to always pray over you is huge yeah i think also discipleship is a great opportunity to be stretched in faith yeah um we're very biased towards our own actions mm-hmm. as people. And so sometimes I go to my discipler and I'm explaining some sort of situation. And sometimes I don't like what she has to say. Yeah. Sometimes <laughs> I'll be like, oh my gosh, Michaela, I was so frustrated at XYZ and I did this. And she'll be like, really? Should you have done that? Or like, was that <laughs> yeah. a godly choice? Or just like, just like call me out on my, on my crap. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> and a lot of times I've been like, I didn't want to hear it. Like, mm-hmm. I'll go with the situation, and I'll be really upset, and she'll ask to pray, and I'll have to try not to roll my eyes mm-hmm. because I'm so frustrated. Mm-hmm. But to know that I'm in a relationship where, like, my disciple's not going to let me get away with mm. being of the world. She's not going to let me get away with, like, giving in to my flesh and what I want yeah. is just so powerful. Yeah. And to know that, like, on a subconscious level, like... My disciple is one of the first people that I go to with anything. Mm-hmm. And knowing that, like, that is because even though I probably don't like her answer to a lot of, like, the, like, bratty things that I do, <laughs> that's out of a desire to grow closer to her and to grow, to grow closer to God. And that's just so, like, so refreshing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm loving these personal testimonies and even name-dropping a couple people in here. <laughs> um and as we, we kind of start to wrap up, even moving into kind of our reference minute, mm-hmm. obviously we want this podcast episode to kind of be a resource to those that are either looking to be discipled or yeah. looking to become a disciple mm-hmm. um, or discipler, I should say. And I would love to kind of go around the room again and, and instead of doing our natural reference minute, kind of just continue on this personal testimony r- realm mm-hmm. of mm-hmm. what is one thing that you have seen in your faith walk that you're maybe not sure would happen without someone specifically, individually, and personally pouring into you the way a disciple would. I'll start off because I got something popped in my head. Um, so, said it a couple times. Zane, that's my guy. <laughs> um, yeah, so it was a couple weeks ago. He texted me. He's like, hey, we're going to do something different this week. Show up to Upper House and we're going to walk around. And he's like, okay. So I show up and he said, we're going to go on a prayer walk. And so... Mm-hmm. We just walked down State Street, just praying, just walking around, anything that came to our mind, you know, school, just everything, praying for the state of Madison, for crew, and not the state of Madison, city of Madison, (laughs) (laughs) the state of Wisconsin. And and then after that, we decided we're going to do some, like, evangelism. Mm 
right? Mm -hmm. And so Zane was like, hey, that guy in the bus, in the, over in the, by the bus stop, let's go talk to him. I'm like, whoa, like, <laughs> it's kind of scary. So, <laughs> Slow down here. <laughs> yeah, and so Zane walked up and he said, hey, I'm with crew, just trying to start um, faith conversations here. Is there anything you want to talk about? Any questions you have about faith or, like, would you like us to pray for, pray for you? And I was like, wow, like, it's that easy. <laughs> and I, it was kind of a gloomy day out. We didn't get the best responses, but there were a few people who did respond, and those made it all worth it. And yeah. it was something that I've always struggled with in my faith being like, mm -hmm. oh, like approaching strangers. Like mm -hmm. that's, that seems crazy for me. And it's something that I've always like, like I've signed up for NMB this summer, which are basically we're going to do a lot of evangelism on the beach. And that's mm -hmm. one thing I've, I signed up for cause I know that's something I want to grow in. Mm -hmm. And the fact that Zane showed me, he led by example. I would never have done it if he hadn't done it first. And I think that was so what's such an amazing thing that I'll always remember that he poured into me. Um, for me, the last, well, first half, I guess, pre-COVID of, um, my spring semester, my freshman year was really rough. I had just like a lot of, just like a lot of life happening. Um, my roommate had been in a really bad car accident coming back to campus from a break and I had gotten really sick. And then, um, I found out the day that we were leaving for women's retreat that one of my really good friends had been diagnosed with cancer. Mm -hmm. Um, and... I remember going to women's retreat and I was in a state where like I couldn't even sing the words mm -hmm. to worship music like I was sitting there just like tears streaming down my face like how am I how am I supposed to sing that like God is good when mm -hmm. all of this is happening um and my disciple pulled me aside in a time of discussion and was like we need to talk about what's going on mm -hmm. um and we sat in the stairwell at this random church and she let me like have my moment and then really brought it back to like okay what is are the lies that you're believing about yourself and what are the lies that you're believing about god mm -hmm. and it took a long time and it took a lot of questions that i didn't want to answer yeah. but it got to the point of like the lie that i was believing was that like god wasn't enough to like save us mm -hmm. and really having to verbalize that taught me just the importance of opening up those like wounds mm -hmm. with people um especially in a discipleship relationship and being willing to share and then I don't think I would have understood the importance of asking all those why questions mm -hmm. um if not for that and like praise god friends cancer is healed like she is mm -hmm. in remission mm -hmm. Amen. but it's just like that would not have been my reaction to do if not for Michaela like mm -hmm. intervening and saying I'm not gonna let you live in this state of frustration and anger with God what aren't you believing and then where in the Bible is that like proven to be yeah. not true where in the Bible has God healed mm -hmm. where in the Bible has God said that he is loving and will pursue us he'll wipe every tear from our eyes in heaven yeah. we can rest in that knowledge and I just would not have I don't think I ever would have gotten to that point if if Michaela weren't there so love you bro <laughs> Yeah, for me, um, I'm discipled by Katie Newton, and it's been awesome. Um, and what I've loved is um, just how open she is about her sin and also with confession and how we can go to the Word um, to understand 
how there's no condemnation for those who are in Jesus and how we can accept forgiveness. And every single week, like we go through the gospel every week Mm -hmm. and it's so simple, but I need to hear it every single week. And I think I've just appreciated her vulnerability and intentionality um, with just how much like life she can pour into me by being vulnerable and open about um, where she's struggling or where she's struggled in the past or um, like if I'm struggling through something she's able to be like oh yeah in college like this is what happened and if like this these were the consequences of like my decision and I'm like well I haven't hit those consequences yet and she's telling me that so I don't get there you know like she kind of lived life so I didn't make those same mistakes Mm -hmm. and I think even uh, my youth group leader in high school was like I made the mistakes already I'm telling you guys not to make those mistakes Mm -hmm. and even in Proverbs it says like how much we can learn from the wisdoms wisdom of those older than us and so it's just awesome to be able to learn just the experiences they've gone through and be poured into with their wisdom. For sure. And I'm usually not one to pitch in on the reference minute, but I guess I'll take my turn. Coming from the perspective of being a discipler, I remember um, I was really nervous coming in mm-hmm. and I didn't have a lot of confidence in like my teaching ability and my ability to really crack down on the word and be able to like explain it to someone else, let alone myself. Um, but I remember I got a text from Katie Newton over the summer that was like, Hey, um, so your apprentice for your target area this year is going to be Isabella McNaughton. Would you want to maybe disciple her too? And I was like, I don't know Isabella at all, (laughs) but sure, let's do it. And she's probably going to yell at me for bringing her up and she's probably doing her little (laughs) laugh right now, right now. If you want to hear my Isabella impression, just ask. But anyway... (laughs) I've seen just our friendship and our discipleship relationship just grow to be such a God sent thing. Like Mm -hmm, it's ridiculous to go from not knowing someone at all to kind of be like randomly thrown into this position of leadership. Mm -hmm. Like is just so God provided. Mm -hmm. Um, And even in my life, in my testimony, I have a lot of friends right now that are either graduating or getting married or kind of moving on from Madison Mm -hmm. and to see kind of someone who's younger not only step in a position of a sister in Christ in my life but as a friend as well has been a huge blessing to me um and I think it was as simple as saying yes to pouring into someone that you don't really know Mm -hmm. and trusting that the Lord is going to provide in that relationship that was really fruitful in that Mm -hmm. awesome well thanks for sharing all those stories and testimonies, guys. I, I really appreciate it. And I think um, the last thing that I would ask is just um, if someone, um, Jackson obviously can be our representative for the men, um, <laughs> but if someone just want to kind of plug how someone should get connected in either I want to be a discipler or I want to be discipled. What does that look like? How can we send people in the right direction? Yeah, for women, I obviously can't speak for the men as I am not a man, um, but <laughs> for try. women, Anytime, Vicky. Just <laughs> felt the need to clarify. Um, <laughs> for women, I would say if you're in a connect group, first up, reach out to whoever is leading your connect group, whether that's your um, dorm Bible study or if you're, like, in a – what's it called? What Off do we campus. do? Off campus or, like, training group. Um, definitely start there. Um, also, any upperclassman woman would be more than willing to help you find a discipler. Mm-hmm. Um, we – network so hard on the female side to find people. I think, um, I think almost all 
six of the girls in my study are being discipled and that's been through like like all they do all you do is ask and like we will do all the work of finding mm-hmm. someone pretty much um in prayer obviously and like with considering god but yeah. um yeah just ask reach out um also crew staff great people to go to with mm-hmm. stuff like that i think there is maybe i'm sure there's like a more organized effort by staff that i'm just not aware of because i'm not on crew mm-hmm. staff but um yeah reach out and just all you have to do is ask and we'll figure it out for you mm-hmm I'm a man, so I can speak for them. <laughs> um, but I think our system's pretty much the exact same. Like, mm-hmm. I know, like, I haven't met, like, all the upperclassmen I know, if you just reached out to them, either they'd connect you to the right people or they'd, they'd disciple you. Like, mm-hmm. that's what the greatest thing about crew is, like, I've come here and I've just fallen in love. Like, I have not met mm-hmm. a person who does not just, like, care about you so much. Yeah. And, like, mm-hmm. I always point out, like, the first week of here of crew, I was, like, you know, half in, half out. The amount of texts I received from Ilya is insane. (laughs) So um, I know all the upperclassmen would love to disciple you. A lot of the freshman guys I know are already being discipled. But if you're not, just reach out to literally anybody, Mm -hmm. and especially staff, and they will find you somebody. Like, we want this to happen, and it will, and it will be amazing. And I I just want to add one more thing is, like, if you hear our stories and they sound like a little scary or like you don't know what you want yours to look about that that's the beautiful thing about discipleship mm-hmm. is it's unique mm-hmm. yeah and so if there's some things you're comfortable with some things you aren't like if you just want to like just get in the gospel like that's so powerful and i think just that's just a relationship you start you figure out what you want what works and mm-hmm. i guarantee mm-hmm. it'll be amazing mm-hmm. yeah there's no prerequisite to getting poured into no. yeah. mm-hmm. you can show up as you are and i think that's one of the best things about discipleship yeah. is very similar to how we can show up to God is we can come and say, I need some wisdom. And there are so many people in this movement and in this ministry and in the body of Christ as a whole that want to pour into you and yeah. help you in your faith walk. Mm-hmm. Awesome guys. Well, I appreciate you being here today. I thank you so much for just the truths that you've provided um, in this wonderful topical episode as we bounce between our third series. Um, But yeah, I think either way, this fit in really well with our Doctrinal Dictionary series and just the way that we referenced kind of comparing things to scripture and going through content and everything like that. So um, I thought this was a really great addition and I can't wait for everybody to hear it and reach out and find a discipler and become (laughs) disciplers and keep the grandmas and grandpas of crew so, so happy. Spiritual multiplication. Let's go. Truly. Love y'all. Awesome. So that's it for us here on Working at the Wheel, but we will catch you next week. See you guys. Woo! Hi. Thanks for having me. (laughs)